0: Welcome to Wearable Progression from Quantified Self to Qualified Self, a podcast about all things wearables and running, hosted by Kinematics. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Wearable Progression, where we talk about all things wearables and running and talk a lot about data also and statistics with running and personal performance. So, today's episode, we have Dr. Dennis Boucher, who has a PhD in experimental medicine and is president and chief science officer of Cloud Body. And Cloud Body, if you haven't heard, is all about tracking and capturing data and and turning that into useful information to help athletes and and people who want to work out and become healthier do just that. And so we have a lot of synergies with our missions, uh, Dr. Boucher, or should we call you Dennis?
1: Dennis, please. Dennis,
0: okay, okay. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being
2: here.
1: Thank you.
0: And of course, we have Paulo Sanch from Kinematics. How are you, Paulo?
2: I'm okay. Thank you very much for inviting me again
0: oh, you're you're one of our regulars.
2: <laughs> You'll always be here.
0: So, Dennis, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into experimental medicine and even maybe a short definition on what is experimental medicine?
1: What medical research? Simple as that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been passionate about exercise physiology. And uh, back in 1995, I had the chance to enter the program at uh, the Institute of Cardiology and Respiratory Medicine in Quebec. So I entered the program and uh, I've been a lucky guy. I was able then to work in the most wonderful exercise physiology lab in the world. Mm. So... uh, I had a chance to test different kinds of people uh, people with cardiac problems, respiratory problems, people needing heart transplant, uh, athletes. So, this is where I learned about exercise physiology and how the body works.
0: Okay. And tell us a little about your, your path to becoming a part of Cloud Body.
1: Well, I, I've always had a private clinic. Uh, then, uh, maybe in 2010, I meet a guy uh, named Francois, Frank, if you if you prefer. <laughs> and I, I meet Francois and I say, hey, Frank, I, I always work in the lab. I always test people in the lab. I would like to go out and test people in the field. Hmm. Do, you, do you have an idea? Then uh, Frank says to me, Denny, maybe we can try to uh, use accelerometers. Maybe we can do a test. So I was working with the Philadelphia Flyers then of the NHL, okay. National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Then we brought some uh, hockey players on the ice. Uh, we put an iPhone on them. We managed to uh, measure their, their speed with RFID. Our, our and when we looked at the data, we said, wow, mm. we got so much data then. It's it's amazing. This is where we launched the company called at the time M2M Lab. Okay. Then last year, because I uh, I do uh, some radio shows in Quebec in French, a guy named uh, Nicholas heard about me on the radio show. Then I, I heard about him on another radio show. Then I contacted him. I said, Nicholas, I have this amazing project where I can. Gather data from fitness trackers, make sense out of these data, and prescribe precise and strategic exercise and weight loss programs to people. I would like to start that in Silicon Valley. <laughs> then Nicholas said, he's, always, he's, he's already in Silicon Valley. Nicholas said, Denis, I can help you. And I said, Nicholas, I don't want you to help me. I want you to become a partner. Mm. He said, let me think about it. And 24 hours later, we became partners, <laughs> <laughs> and this was the birth of Cloud Body.
0: Excellent. Uh, so, yes, as I mentioned in the beginning, we're very much in line with uh, what Kinematics is trying to do with our wearable and, and helping runners specifically. But it sounds like you're doing a much more broad look at different sports and, and different movements. So, what um, what kind of data are you measuring now and tracking and evaluating?
1: Oxygen uptake kinetics—the uh, way your body uh, uses your bioenergetic reserves uh, along the uh, all the range of exercise intensity, from rest to uh, max uh, your maximum, the maximal effort you can give while you exercise—we bring in the biomechanic data, heart rate data. So we put that in context. This is uh, we want to do differently. We don't want to uh, produce fitness trackers. We want to use uh, amazing fitness trackers like Paolo is is creating right now, Mm -hmm. bringing the data and trying to find out how the body of one person is working. So let's say you're a runner. You want to know precisely what are your physiological zones, how you should train to improve your endurance or your VO2 max you need to do a specific test. So with CloudBody, we create tests, we create specific uh, tests that can measure your physiological capacities and determine how you can improve your physiology, your metabolism, your capacities in in order to uh, reach the goals you want to Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to reach. And this is not, um, these are more uh, surgical interventions Because most people think that you should train a lot and you need to train at high intensities to improve yourself. This is taught you need Mm -hmm. to measure precisely everything about your body, your biomechanic, uh, your exercise capacity, the way you train, how you think about training. And when you put all that together, you can train less, you can train more precisely Mm -hmm. and improve yourself faster. So this is what we want to do.
0: That theme of of not overworking and actually training a little bit less, that theme keeps coming up in so many different people we're talking to. And it's so interesting because I think it's, as you mentioned, counterintuitive to what people normally think, right? You just think if you want to get better, you have to do more and more. So when you tell your clients okay, you're actually, we want you to do less, but we're going to be very specific in what we want you to do. How do they react to that? Uh,
1: they think I'm strange,
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> imagine. sometimes uh, they reach a the wall. They can't improve themselves. They 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 work hard. They work harder. They train harder, but there's no improvement. So they say to themselves, "Okay, right now with the training, I I do, I follow. I don't have any. I don't have any more choice. I have to try something else." So this is when you leave behind yourself the old beliefs about training that training hard is the right thing to do mm-hmm. that you enter a new way of training and that you get more and more results it's the same thing about weight loss everything think that starvation and i i exercise high intensity exercises the way to lose weight this is totally wrong mm-hmm. you need to find balance you need to eat enough calories you need to train in the proper zone where you burn fat mm-hmm. and this when when you find balance your body transforms itself mm-hmm. and this is what you want to do for your clients
0: yeah that's um, that's amazing i think
1: what you uh, i believe that what you are
2: meaning is a thing that also guides us a lot that is is not doing hard is doing well uh, right. because if you are if you in anything in life and in sports also in the same, uh, so if you if you are them doing something wrong and you try hard, you do really wrong. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the this is it's, it's a is strategic no, way to think. But n- no not so many athletes or people who want to lo- who want to lose weight, think that way. They always go further and further using the same old strategy and facing the same problems all over again. And when you change their way of thinking and you prove that the data you get shows that they they improve themselves, then you totally change them. Mm -hmm. And and this is the the most fascinating part about our work.
2: One one of the things that with the coaches that we work in Portugal, uh, that uh, he says is that the guys that train well, so he, he deals with a lot of uh, recreation runners, mm-hmm. and uh, most of them, he says, uh, all, all the, the, the people that he train and coach, he says that most of them, when they do, will do the first marathon, for example, they have never yeah. needed a t- a training. They prepare for that, and after they arrive there, and they do it. Because uh, there is this notion that, for example, to prepare to a marathon, you need to train and run... Uh, 20 kilometers uh, per day every week and so on so more you do uh, uh, easier it will be and Mm -hmm. and and it is not the case because if you are not fit enough if you are not well prepared you maybe you do it but with a lot of pain and suffer and instead of doing it well and i agree with you Um, mainly when it is necessary uh, so if you are coaching one person one-to-one it is okay but if you need to coach uh, several people at the same time um, data plays a role uh, uh, really important because it uh, allows you to increase your productivity as coach yes. Yes, and that is 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 the important is the important part
1: you are absolutely st- right about that paul because most people or most athletes thinks that training a lot is the way to do it but Exercise or training by itself doesn't mean a thing. It only means a thing when the training produces physiological transformation, Mm -hmm. physiological adaptation. Mm -hmm. So training by itself doesn't ensure that you will improve yourself because if you do not know a thing about your physiology, your physiological capacities, you can train totally wrong you can Mm -hmm. exhaust yourself and you train more you get you exacerbate fatigue and your performance decreases and this is not what you want but for 90% of the people I meet the athlete I meet this is where they are and we have to change the way they think I train ultra marathon runners and some of them because I train them in the proper zone are able to run 50 miles in one day without exhausting themselves. Yeah.
0: That's insane.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. But (laughs) there's a way to train a person and explaining to her, how to the athlete, how they can manage their bioenergetic reserves. And there are zones, there are physiological zones, there are zones where you burn fat. If you run in this zone, Technically, you can run almost forever because you have enough fat, so enough energy to run for hours. When you run too fast, you're using carbs, you produce blood lactate, then you're exhausting your bioenergetic reserves. Then Mm. you begin to feel fatigue, you Mm -hmm. exhaust your, your, your reserves. And you don't get the result you want. So there are ways to analyze how, how the body of an athlete works, what are the proper zone to train, what zone to respect, how to manage their re, their bioenergetic reserves. Then you get so amazing improvement. Sometimes it blows my mind off. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic.
2: We need to to organize another podcast with you and Professor Tim Noakes that we recently uh, as also as guest. Because he says more or less the same uh, than you in a different way, but uh, he has done also a lot of research on this field, and he says that um, fatigue is a, a mental process. Uh, yeah. Physically, physically, you couldn't run forever. So it's uh, it's really really interesting uh, that where, where do you you think uh, this comes? Uh, or this zone that you say that uh, is a zone that you consume uh, as variation between uh, different people and different yeah. uh, so we need uh, to identify so there is something personalized and customized on this
1: yeah there is a lot of variation from one uh, one athlete to another but you can improve this zone let's say that you start you want to uh, to run an ultra marathon you want to run uh, long distances i test you I do a VO2 max test with you and I say, okay, Paulo, your fat burning zone stops at 135 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. I will train you between 130 and 140 beats per minute. Then I say, Paulo, it will be so easy. It will be so boring. But keep stick to the plan just stick to the plan then your 135 beats per minute will become 140 then 140 will become 145 then 150 then you maybe you will run on your fat burning zone until 160 beats per minute this means you won't exhaust yourself until you reach 161 beats per minute so you improve your endurance, you improve the speed at which you can run without exhausting yourself. It's amazing. It's, and it's, you don't need to train hard, you just need to know about your physiology. Mm-hmm.
2: It's is really interesting. It's really interesting. Um,
1: yeah.
2: The data that you collect, what kind of data uh, do you collect?
1: I collect what uh, the, the scientific term is oxygen uptake kinetics. So is the evolution of how you use your bioenergetic reserves throughout all the levels of exercise intensity. So, and how do you track that? What do uh, you with a re- respiratory gas analyzer? So what we uh, what we use is a uh, the respiratory gas analyzer measure the oxygen you use and the CO two you exhale. So, what does it mean? For one liter of oxygen you use, we know that you spend five calories. The more oxygen you can use, the higher is your VO2 max, your exercise capacity. A normal guy who trains maybe five to eight hours per week will have a VO2 around 50. Marathon runners will have a VO2 between 60 and 70 cyclists will have a VO2 maybe around 80s and the best athletes in the world now are above 90. So the higher the number, the better is your perfor- is your performance level. Then when, you, when in your body, you need proper nutrition to produce energy. Energy is found in protein, carbs and fat. When your body burns proteins, carbs and fats, Every molecule, when they are burned, liberates carbon dioxide that you can measure, measure with the respiratory gas analyzer. When you make, when you find out the ratio between the, the oxygen you use and the carbon dioxide you exhale, you can exactly know what kind of energy the person uses. Does she burn? Does the, the athlete burns? Is burning fat? Is the athlete burning uh, carbs? And how much, approximately, how much blood lactate is he producing? So along the way, along the evolution of exercise intensity, you know exactly what are the bioenergetic reserve of the athlete. And you can even measure when you reach what we call the maximal lactate steady state, meaning that when the person can't reuse blood lactate to produce energy at the moment the athlete is accumulating blood lactate you know that the result will be exhaustion when you reach the maximal lactate steady state you can predict how much time in how much time the person will exhaust herself hmm. so so you know you know every, you can know everything about the athlete and how he should train when you test properly, mm-hmm. when you test him properly.
0: I, I don't think there is a wearable out on the consumer
1: market that
0: that measures that. Uh, so far, the, yes. The gas? The gas uh,
1: I do it indirectly oh, right okay. now. So. Yeah, I use this uh, device called Exoskin. And oh, now with oh, the okay. alg- algorithms that we produced at cloudbody we now can only use the evolution, the art rate evolution throughout the test to find out the, the proper zones. Okay. So fitness trackers help us right now to find things or to measure things that we weren't able to do uh, maybe only five years ago.
0: Right. And so I'm curious if, you know, clients come in the door saying, hey, I need to better assess my how my body is performing. Are they already using a wearable? And is that useful? And do you say, listen... Keep using that, and we'll use that data. Or stop using that; that's useless. Use this instead. What's uh, what's sort of the combination and how people are, you know, because they can't be in your lab every day, right? No, so.
1: with with Cloud Buddy, what we want to do is to. Uh, Offer online all the tests that you can do with your fitness tracker. Uh, we have integrated so far Fitbit. Uh, We're now going to integrate Garmin and Polar and uh, all, of, all of the other divide fitness trackers that are on the market. Mm. Then you can choose your test. You can say, I want to lose weight. Uh, I do the walking test to find out my fat burning zone. So you choose. You have the information that, are, that is given on your, uh, on your app your body app, then you do the test, the data are downloaded, and you have your report instantly. Hmm. The same thing for the VO2max test. The VO2max test, if you're a runner or an athlete and you want to know more about how to train, you can all do that right now online with your own app.
0: Very cool.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Do you believe that incorporating bi- biomechanical data Obtained on the real fields
1: uh, can uh, tune. Um, Absolutely, Paulo. I have to tell you something that you will like a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I do a VO2 max test, I I just I, do, I just explained to you how your physiological zones are evolving al- along the test. Okay. When you your body makes the transition between the fat burning zone and the, the zone where you use carbs only and you start producing blood lactate, you can see a change in the biomechanics of running. And when the person reaches the maximal lactate steady state, this is where you see another transition, where you see the most, uh, the highest impact on the ground from the accelerometers, the data mm. you get from the biomechanics. So when you put all of that together, you can say to a runner, now, You won't be able, maybe you won't be able to improve your VO2 max because you're really good right now. You're at the top of your shape, but your biomechanic is so weak, my friend. We need (laughs) to work on that. So you'll be able to run at the same speed without exhausting yourself. You'll be able to improve the the way you, you run without exhausting yourself. So what you want to do is always reduce The energy you spend, Mm -hmm. you spend at the same intensity level, the same uh, level of intensity. And biomechanics is a magnificent way to gather information that will help us improve the athlete Mm -hmm. a little bit more.
0: Yeah, we definitely need to get you a few tunes <laughs> to be a yeah, yeah. client.
1: I, I want them. <laughs>
0: um so we we are unfortunately coming up on our time, but uh, I, I agree with Paulo. I think we need to schedule another uh, podcast with you and, and perhaps with Dr. Nose or perhaps just continuing this conversation.
1: Would be great.
0: So one last question for you. Because you are use are using wearables so much with your clients and you've, you know, from that first time you tracked speed with the hockey team using an iPhone to now, what has been the most surprising thing for you in in evaluating people's performance using wearables? And then what would you like to see
1: happen with wearables in the next, you know, three to five years? The most amazing thing is how much data we can gather and how complicated it is to bring that together and make sense out of the data we get. So this is what we are working on at CloudBuddy, mm-hmm. but this is a fascinating field. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to, to get in the future from the fitness trackers or all the devices, pre- more precise algorithms. Mm-hmm. Because all the fitness trackers on the market uses gen- general uh, algorithms. So they will assume that you're like everybody else.
0: Ah, oh, okay.
1: So this but everybody is different. Right. Yes,
2: this is a in line with uh, with uh, what we think in kinematics. Uh, there is a-, a code that circulates often there. It's each body part, uh, the information from each body part tells a different story. and uh, Absolutely. Uh, so we don't like generic algorithms, but... Um, the ones that work for a particular proposal because one size fits all. We know that, okay, we can get data, but not relevant data. And what counts is not having big data, but mm-hmm. really You're relevant.
1: Absolutely right. Yeah.
0: All right. So with that, we'll say thank you again, Dennis. This has been awesome. I actually think I'm going to go. Uh Check out cloudbody.com and and
1: mycloudbody.com.
0: Mycloudbody.com. Sorry. <laughs> no will, problem. No, we're going <laughs> to no include, problem. it will be sure to include the the correct web address in the show notes. But that sounds like an amazing program, especially since um you can do it at home, like you can do it on your own yeah, just using absolutely. the app. So um encourage everyone to go check it out. And thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you, Paulo.
2: Thank you very much,
0: and have a have a great day, everybody. Then Merci. thanks, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Please be sure to subscribe to Herbal Progression if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes and share with your friends and family. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the wearable progression podcast to learn more about kinematics and how better information can make you a better runner. Visit www.kinematics.pt.